0: Hey, hello, folks. Welcome to the Hire My VA team and business building podcast brought to you by yougozi.com And in this podcast and the Hire My VA, we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. That means your bank. And I'm Dave Braun. And I'm here again with Larry Broughton, who's my partner in all things coaching. Larry, you're a great business mentor. I mean, you've helped me so much coaching hey, me buddy. in life. You know, and you're my brother walking through life together. Yeah. Lots of ups and downs, man. And Lots. just tell everybody hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? Dave, it's great to see you. Glad you're back safely from your travels.
0: Yeah. 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 But- Good. I'm glad you're able to get away for a little bit. Yeah, just a couple of days. It was, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, we've, we've got, got a very, we got a great question. You ready? Okay. Okay. What, are the benefits? Oh, I guess I should say what episode number this is. This is 140. Okay. okay. Drum roll. What are the benefits of an organizational chart? Hmm. An org chart. Yep. Good old org chart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, Dave. So many, let me back up. I see so many startup entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs who don't have org charts. Yeah. You know, well, why, why the hell would that be? Well, because you tend to do everything anyway, right? You wear a lot of hats. You're wearing, you're doing the sales, you're doing the operations, you're doing the fulfillment, you're doing whatever it is. You're doing the basic yeah. accounting using QuickBooks. Absolutely. And so you're just doing it all, right?
0: That's <laughs> I'll give you another reason. What's Another that? reason is because if you come from the corporate world and you're like, I'm sick of that corporate stuff, it's like yeah, I, a I don't want to stick do that again. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason why org charts have been used for so long from the military into the corporation, nonprofits, is because it helps us organize our thoughts and functions. Yeah. Okay. So I think that I don't need to touch on this just really, really quickly here. And we can dive a little bit deeper. Um, even if we're doing it all. I'm a big believer of still having an org chart that breaks down what the functions need to be done inside your organization. It may be your name on every category, right? The time being, right? Um, The best org charts that I've seen, Dave, um, and we've coached some of our team members through this is in each of the categories on that org chart, you have best practices or strengths needed to be successful in that role so that if I'm working outside my strength, like way outside my strengths, and I say, gosh, I can't keep multiplying my, my time and my energy, maybe I ought to focus on, continue to focus on those areas where I'm strong, but find someone else who has areas where I suck or I'm just not very good at to take some of that stuff off my plate first. So that might be your first hire. It might not be an executive assistant. It might not be an accounting person. It might be an operation person. Who knows? Only, you know, based on your strengths are. Yeah, but I think that even if you're a small organization, you're a startup, having at least your functions on some kind of chart. And we offer this in all of our different programs. um, I think it's a great, great place to start because it organizes your mind on what needs to be done, what needs to be executed on a regular basis. We can go deeper in all of this stuff, but I think that's might be a good place for us to start.
0: Yeah. And it, and it sounds like what you're saying is it would be really nice to not only put in like strengths or Colby score, an ideal Colby score for those different functions, but then it might be if you are the CEO or the head of your company and you're doing your organization chart the first time, it might be nice to say, hmm, on this function, on a scale of, I don't know, one to 10, 10 being best, I love executing in this function. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so then you can say, okay, that might give you an indication of where you would want to make one, you know, one of your first hires or your next hire, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: got to start someplace, right? Um, because the truth is most businesses don't start well-funded. Most businesses are indeed bootstrapped. They yep. start that way. Um, and so let's talk to the masses rather than the, you know, the, the few people who are, you know, start the business and they've got, you know, $15 million in the bank. You right. can build an org chart. I mean, you can build an build an organization. Let's focus on those ones first. Um, but I do think it's pretty important to help you identify what what are you good at and who who, who are your next hires going to be. Because then ultimately you're going to start categorizing team members underneath each of those silos, if you will. You know, I'm yeah. not a fan of siloed organizations, but you get what I'm talking about. The people who are have strengths in the marketing area are going to work under the marketing or with the marketing person. Right? The people who are highly, highly analytical and they work in product development or in the accounting department, they're going to work there. Right. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I, I see it. Why is it important to help streamline the, the, the organization? Um, it adds efficiencies. Um, people who are experts in a certain area can give you feedback that someone who's outside that area can't give you honest, direct feedback about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and to me, it's like, if you want to build something worthwhile, you're going to, you're starting your company. If you just want it to be a lifestyle business where you're just the only employee or team member, and you're not going to expand beyond you or whatever, then you don't have to worry about it as much. But if you really want to build something that I think makes sense to think of it as if you're building a house, you got to put some plans together. You've got to have a little bit of a structure. And that's one of the first things to do when you are building that organization or building that business is yeah. what is your structure really going to look like? And it's in and it's it. I mean, you're building a house. Every single house has got to have, you know, the plumbing system, the electrical. Yes. You got to have a roof. All of those things in common. So any business that you are building and you want to uh, do something that's beyond you are not totally dependent upon you you gotta have some of those common things like you're talking yeah. about sales and marketing and operations and administration yeah. functions, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good way to, to, to phrase it, Dave. These org charts also help us assess the workloads for from each of the team members though. I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, the, the workload. There will be some departments that will just naturally, depending on what your organization is, some departments will naturally be larger than than others depending on what the function is, is that they're filling
0: yeah in
1: that i've never seen we got two people in this department two people in that department two people in this department <laughs> Yeah. you know
0: no it, doesn't um, work that
1: way. no it doesn't work that way and it depends on the, the where you are in the life cycle of the organization um sales and marketing in the early years of a business tend to require more time energy and resources than after it's stabilized and so it's going to require more people yeah. uh, in that department right if you're preparing to divest yourself in the business or sell it, you may spend more times on, on the accounting side making sure that everything is lined up and you're maximizing, you know, all that kind of stuff so it really does uh, depend, but in addition, I think, Dave, having a clear understanding of your org chart will help you identify and determine competencies of the people that are inside your organization as well. Um, and you can kind of uh the only word that's coming to mind and it's probably probably because it's an accurate word is compare performance of people with within, within yeah. the actual department against each other for right? sure for sure um and um we this is not a um it's not a nonprofit, right performance matters mm. inside organizations and so you can ask yourself, well, gosh, if I've got three people in this department and this fourth one is just constantly pulling us down, you need to ask yourself, okay, do they have the right strengths in the organization? Let me go back to my org chart. Here's what I thought that the key strengths will be. Does that person actually share them? Yeah. And if they don't, is there another seat in the bus for them? Mm-hmm. I've shared several times where we've done this with organizations, where we've taken people out of one department and put them into another and vice versa, and then they flourished. Plenty of examples where that kind of stuff happens. But equally, the equally there are examples where people just aren't fitting in an organization for whatever reason, and you got to coach them up or coach them out yeah, of, yeah. Of, of the organization, right?
0: Um, coach them up, coach them out, or coach them over. How about that? To yeah, coach football. them over to another... To,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So there's lots and lots of reasons why org charts um, are important. Um, but I would not get stuck... And just saying, I just don't need one. I used to have one in corporate America and I don't need it any longer. For folks like me anyway, it helps, again, organize the functions that need to be done on a day-to-day basis uh, in the business.
0: Okay, so let's make this a little bit practical. Uh, So, Of course, Dave. Here comes Dave. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, So a couple of things is, um, let's say how, first off is, if you're listening to this and you don't have an org chart, or maybe you haven't um, updated it for a long time, um, how would what do you think is the best way to get started? Do you think um, it's the best way is to say, "Well, keep it simple." Maybe only go a couple levels deep, because we've had yes. folks in our coaching programs that have gone made it simple. Some have like really um, expanded it out.
1: The entire organization should, you should you will generally be able to fit onto one page
0: one page and they got to make and, sure and the an page entire organization
1: readable. an entire organization okay so like when we had 24 24 hotels we had the entire organization on one page now what you end up putting are categories so under the operations department you might have general managers one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve you might have under them you, you know what i'm saying you don't yeah. need every single picture and of, of the people on there, but certainly the key members need to be in there because what a good org chart will do, Dave, is help you spot holes in the organization, which is really important. You know, it's not just, it's not just as important to know who's on the team, but who's not on the team, who are you missing?
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: You know, you don't have your starting lineup is got, got holes in it. That's important to do, but also Dave, think about every time we've done a mastermind we've done an acceleration challenge or we've done a, victory Masterclass. We have folks do not just org charts for today. Mm -hmm. What's the org chart look like? What are you gonna need in order to move you from the 5 million to the $15 million mark? Or from the 100,000 to the $250,000 mark, right? Or from the $50,000 a year startup to break your first $100,000. Because most people can't do it by themselves. And sometimes these are even outsourced people, right? So I, I do believe Dave, where do you start? Well, you start with where are you today? What are all the different hats that you're wearing today? Okay. Okay. If you're by yourself, if you're not, then put your team members down. Maybe it's you and a partner. Okay. Here's what you're responsible for. Here's what your partner is responsible for. Yeah. Okay. We'd start there. Okay. And okay. there are plenty of org charts online. Crying out loud. Just go to your favorite search engine, and in the image section, they've been sample org charts. Yeah. Right? We've got them in our programs. I think ours are better than most. <laughs> of course, they are.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm such a shameless plugger. Yeah. Well, well, it's our it's our podcast. Sorry about that, folks. But no, well, we're not sorry. <laughs> so, a, yeah. a couple of things that I wanted to highlight. You had sure. mentioned some of the um, so. One of the benefits will help you spot holes in the organization, but another thing mm-hmm. that I was thinking also it might help you spot duplications when you don't okay. need to have or or you're overstaffed maybe in an area. Well, that's the key right there, right? If you're overstaffed, if, you know, yeah. If I was saying
1: earlier you may have duplicates, yeah, you may have five accounting managers. Well, why is that? Well, do you have enough workload to keep them employed? Or are is there a phase coming, a growth phase? it's better to have them on board now in strength strong in the organization who understand the DNA so that when you bring on an additional three or four or five clients that you, you know, you hit the ground running without ever I'm I'm mixing metaphors here, but you get it without missing a step. Yeah. You've already got your team member, you got your team built right now. Then you just have to make that decision. Well, gosh, I'm not going to have them on board for another six months. Is there something else that you're team can do in the meantime to stay productive can they take time off you know Mm -hmm. you can you can ask yourself these questions right sure but particularly in today's work environment Dave, i think it's better to hang on to strong performers than to cut them loose you may never see them again
0: oh absolutely yeah absolutely yeah so another point i want to bring up is you You talked about having today's, and we do this in our program, right? Today's org chart and tomorrow's org chart. And one of the things I was thinking is one of the most important reasons you do the tomorrow's org chart is it's going to start putting in your brain a, um, I don't know how you call it, you're going to start activating your reticular activating system. And then you're going to start looking for the people that may be filling those future roles
1: or you can say it that way or you can talk about how us airy fairy people you start manifesting the right people for your team yeah yeah
0: Depending so you'll, you'll start becoming aware it's kind of like okay i'm thinking about getting this nice blue tesla and then all of a sudden oh you see all where you look blue are blue teslas, teslas. that's
1: right. yeah. yeah yeah
0: so, so that's exactly about-
1: right because you can start putting it out there to the universe talking to uh, people that you know that are in the industry. Hey, do you happen to know anybody? Because in a couple of months, I'm going to be looking for that this unique unicorn. If you know any unique unicorns like that, send them my way. Yes, absolutely. You should you should be looking down the field a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important to start your organization right with a proper vision, mission, and core values, so that you're so that you're all set up to attract people who are maybe those unicorns, because if they don't see some great stuff in your company, in your business, or being, you being a great person, they're going to say, screw you, forget it. I'm Yeah, maybe you're one of
1: the, maybe this is the first podcast you've stumbled on by us, but um, I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of these other ones, because we talk about this a lot. The importance of having your published vision, mission and core values so that you can attract rock stars to your organization and not just team members, not just coworkers, you know, those types of people, but also clients, investors, people are much more choosy about who they're going to be doing business with. So it's, even if you are a solopreneur, and I'm not a big fan of that term, but even if you're a solopreneur, you should have your vision, mission, and core values written out because someone is going to ask you, and frankly, you may feel lost at some point. You think, God, why am I been doing this? Why, why am I here? Yeah. Why am I putting so much time, energy, and effort into this? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that, Dave, I think is a good point. So that um, when it's time to bring on that critical player in the organization, yeah. you hand them your dynamic business plan for growth that has everything written on there. It was basically a recruiting poster, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. Right.
1: Yeah. Here's why I want you on our organization. I think you'd be an amazing fit. Okay. Let's make it happen.
0: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Last practical question and thing to talk about is okay. <laughs> is how often do you think somebody auto update this? How depends often should somebody should? I how? hate
1: I hate these kind of answers, but it's true. It just depends. It depends on what is the life cycle of your organization. At a minimum, I think you need to be looking at it annually when you when you review your dynamic business plan for growth with all the all the team all the key leaders in your organization. Now, if that key leader is you and your significant other, good. Pull it mm-hmm. out, dust it off. Yeah. Do my core values still make sense? Does my vision and mission still make sense? Does this org chart still make sense? Am I in, on track here? But I would think at a minimum annually, right? But mm-hmm. on the times, you know, business is so dynamic, which is why it grinds most people under the ground because it changes all the time you may have had to slice off one of your business arms just to survive Mm, that's going to take some adjusting of the org chart you may have got two huge pieces of business that now bring 40 extra percent percentage points to the bottom line that's going to require some some adjustment right so there's not an easy answer to most things in business right but at a minimum annually you ought to be pulling these things out yeah. But whenever there's a significant change in the in the economy, in the industry, in your marketplace, in your business, you need to pull it out.
0: Yeah, I yeah that makes a lot of pull sense. it
1: out. I shouldn't say pull it out. It should be someplace very public where you know what it looks like. Yeah. So it's not like d- d- digging through binders. Look, where did that damn org chart go? That's just a tool that should be at your fingertips.
0: I agree. Awesome. Okay, well, let's review a couple of things. We okay. talked about how to start, right? We talked about right. getting it, ma- getting it on the one page. Yes. List the major categories. Put your key team members there. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially put in some of the like the requirements, like strengths or Colby score that you would want to have somebody ideally filling that position. You'd want them to have those things. Yeah. Um, we talked about doing today's and tomorrow's. Yes. For sure. Right. Or three months, six months, a year from now. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that's kind of like getting started and really it's just getting on, you know, having a piece of paper, normally putting it in the landscape mode and then start drawing boxes and, and there are apps
1: to do it now. It's very, very simple
0: to do it. And then, um, so that's how to start. And then how often to update we talked about, like the lawyer answer, it depends, but, but basically at least annually, or if there is some kind of a major change or significant change in the economy, in your marketplace, Mm -hmm. in your business, um, maybe somebody significant leaves your business, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Those are some great practical. So
1: you may have, let's keep in mind, if you're the only person Dave in your organization or you're just, just a couple of you, but, let's say that you're playing the role of CEO and marketing person in your firm, and you've got someone else who's playing chief operating officer and HR in your organization, you would still hold several positions on that org chart so that when you hire someone to come in and cover the, whatever it is, the marketing role or the team member development or client acquisition, whatever you call it in your organization, those fill in and you start to narrow more under what your, um, where your, where your strengths are.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. One other little piece of advice that just came into my brain uh-huh. is if you start filling in your organizational <laughs> chart, you add a new person, please do not abdicate delegate, right? Don't just say, oh, now I've got the person to fill that role. All right. Now I don't have to worry about it anymore. The rest of my life, I'm going to concentrate on the other stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, yes. As the organization grows, obviously it's harder to keep your, your finger on the pulse of every position in the organization. This is why you have layers in the organization, whether it's right. more horizontal or vertical or whatever it is, however you run your organization. Um, but I, w- I think there are definitely two areas that you do not abdicate ever. Mm-hmm. Dave, you heard me say that, you know where I'm going with this, two departments, um, the purse strings, right? And your marketing yep. initiatives, those things you always have to keep your finger on the pulse. And I've done it um, to various success and failure throughout my career. There's been times where I've let my finger off, taken my finger off the pulse, trusting someone else, you know, and it's come back to bite me. It's always come back to bite me, you know? And so I'm, a, I really believe that you've got to keep your finger on the pulse of the bank account, in your marketing initiatives more than anything else
0: makes sense the
1: marketing is the messaging what are you telling the world that's yeah. why i say that
0: yeah that makes sense okay. okay okay anything else
1: no i think that's pretty good pretty
0: yeah seasoned. that was good all right well let's uh put a bow on this one and thank you everybody for joining us today remember building a team is the way to reclaim your freedom and we're here to help you with our course and community and our white glove service where we find a rockstar VA for you. So three things we'd love for you to do, and we'd really appreciate it. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already done so, either on your iPhone or Android phone, and on YouTube by hitting the subscribe button and clicking on the little bell next to it, hopefully get reminders Mm -hmm. when we have a new episode out. And then number two is give us a rating, preferably five star, or leave a comment below this video. Any comment, it helps us to get the word out and we will respond very quickly to you. And then the third thing is go to HireMyVA.com for more information on our course and community. Check out some of our other podcasts. We have transcriptions there. We have some great downloads, our free checklist to learn what you need to do to properly prepare for hire and thrive with a virtual assistant. So just go there. There's a lot of information. Now, remember, though, even without experience, you'll learn how to prepare for hire and thrive with virtual assistants. Larry, we've helped a lot of folks. More people are coming into our white glove service. It's fun to see people's lives being changed. Yeah. What was it last week? We just had great virtual spotlight session. Yeah. We had a Q and a, it was a, it was a pretty amazing week. Yeah. So anybody, everybody just go to hiremyva.com for more information. That's really all you have to do. To remember.
1: <laughs> all right, my friends. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, God bless you. God keep you. God hold you. And until we see each other again, go get them. We'll see you on the okay. next time. Bye.
0: Bye folks.